What do you think? Ooh, um, what do you think? Well, there's a balance. I think that's. I think that's monumental. Yeah, it's uh, monumental. It's big. Suck. Do you know how I found that? I just typed "cars guide" into Audio Jungle, which is just a place where we get all our music from, and um, that's the only track which came up. I think someone was fishing for a sale. <laughs> Like they've just gone. Oh well, I'll get this on the podcast. That'll win me a bet. It's it's terrible. Yeah. Anyway, hello and welcome to the Cars Guide podcast, where we tear down pressure tests and rebuild the issues of the automotive week. I'm Richard, and with we we have Peter Anderson, one of our esteemed writers. Steamed writers. <laughs> it's disgusting out there. And joining us live from New York International Motor Show is James Cleary. Hello, James. Great. Yeah. G'day, Richard. Except by definition, given this is a podcast, it is not live. It's no, not but live. you're live. You're live. You're still alive. Yeah. Well, uh, you're not yeah, autonomous. Mainly. In the main. <laughs> right. Yes. In the main. Well, look, we are going to be talking to JC in NYC about everything that's happening there. Plus, we'll be giving you the latest on the uh, XC90 Uber tragedy. The chairman of uh, Volvo Cars has come out and issued a, a pretty um, full on statement. Uh, I've driven the Hyundai i30N on Australian roads and on the racetrack. Got some things to say about that. Also, we had a chance to ask Aston Martin's chief designer why the heck he designed a submarine. But first, Musk Watch. Ah, Elon. Elon. He's tweeted mm. again. I mean, he's always tweeting. Loves a tweet. Uh, now, look, first of all, it was boring company hats. Uh then flamethrowers, mm. and now Elon Musk has tweeted this week that, and I quote, new boring company merch coming soon, life-size Lego interlocking bricks made from tunnelling rock that you can use to create sculptures and buildings. Right. Yeah. yeah. So as yeah, that's, Barbara that's pointed crazy, out... crazy Elon. As Barbara pointed out, he has rebooted the brick, but without actually <laughs> rebooting it. <laughs> yeah, good point. It's... <laughs> It's phenomenal, isn't okay, it? Okay, so he's the, I know I complain about Silicon Valley every mm. time, but mm. someone once said that Silicon Valley people go into a business and their whole view is, what would this be like if these people didn't have jobs? And that's what he's trying to do to the brick industry. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Every, we do that's bricks true. already. We, yeah. we do stuff with tunnelled spoil yeah. already. Yeah. Like, do we really need him getting involved in this? How but he, he's, just, he's just so much like a kitten chasing a piece of string. Yeah. You know, what is it today? Oh, what am I interested in today? Something completely different. I can understand why he's a billionaire, though, yeah, and I'm yeah. not, because he's so entrepreneurial. He'll, he'd pick up, you know, a mug, you know, out of the out of the cupboard, and then go. Oh, I'll market these again. Yeah, that's you know what I mean? right. But, but Richard, you, you were saying that there are certain people that believe he may not be entrepreneurial for very long. Well, that's right. right. Yes. Now, somebody called John Thompson from a from a. I'm not even going to give him. A, I don't want to give him a plug. Uh, but Villas Capital Management is the name of his company. He's a hedge fund manager. So he said, like, yeah, now, right, yeah. He's come out and he said now a pretty damning statement, and I actually didn't even wasn't sure about including this in the podcast. He said that unless Elon, and I quote, pulls a rabbit out of his hat, mm. Tesla will go bankrupt within four months. That's a pretty damning I statement. I wonder how he knows that, though. Like, I, it's, it, I mean, look, we know Tesla's burning a lot of money. Yeah. But four months? How, how is it? I reckon just mark it down, put a date on the calendar, four months, four months. hence, let's see what, whether that guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah. How's a rabbit going to help, though? 
That's really well, he can, yeah. he can probably re, um, resell the skin. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. he would. Well, yeah. look, if he doesn't pull it out of a hat, he can try and pull it out <laughs> of somewhere else. <laughs> James, you think that maybe this gentleman might have a bit of a vested interest in it as well. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty effective self-promotion, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, very <laughs> yeah. effective. Well, we're yeah. talking about it, and that's one of the reasons it's why. It's like saying blockchain. Yeah. Yeah. My, my yeah. net wealth just went up. <laughs> All right, let's leave let's leave crazy Elon there. Oh, yeah, look, look yeah. that is Elon for this week. Yeah. Nothing more needs to be said. At least he doesn't tamper um, with cricket balls. That's right. Yet. That's a different story for a different podcast. Very much a story for our podcast is the New York Auto Show. Now, James Cleary, you're on the ground in NYC. Um, it's Look, it's only been mere weeks since the Geneva Motor Show, but some amazing things are debuting there. We're talking the new Look RAV4, the, the Hyundai Kona Electric, the mm-hmm. Volkswagen Atlas, Tucson F-Pace SVR, Mercedes-Benz C63. James, what have you seen? You forgot the Levante Trofeo. The Levante Trofeo, the Maserati's oh, yes. Trofeo. Yes, that's yes. right. James, what have you yeah, seen? Yeah, I mean, there's a, it's been um, a bit of a surprise packet because yeah. uh, Detroit was not quite but close to a fizzle, you know, and, mm-hmm. and um, here's New Yorkers come out of the the um, the gates flying. And I should just give you a bit of disclosure up front that I'm here as a guest of, you know, Mercedes-Benz, Mercedes-AMG, mm-hmm. and the primary focus of that was to have a look at the new um, upgraded C63 and specifically the C63S, which is Australia's version of that car. Mm. And I'll quickly give you a rundown on on it. The story's on our site, but it's some cosmetic changes, a new grille um, and and lighter rims. But substantially, there's a new nine-speed auto transmission as fitted to the E63, Mm. um, up from seven ratios in the the current car. Um, There's a retune on the suspension and the diff, um, there's digital instrumentation, a new steering wheel, um, and some new electronic options through the suspension. So it looks as though it's a worthwhile upgrade and it'll be really interesting to drive that car once it, once uh, it lands. Is that transmission a twin clutch or is it a, a slusher? It's a slusher, yeah. but it has um, a wet clutch for takeoff, which uh-huh. increases the agility of the car from step off um, and also speeds up the changes on the way through. So some more investigation required on that, but on the yeah. face of it, it looks like a I think a good you and I should do something on a racetrack just to make sure their claims are fair. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yes, just for scientific purposes. Scientific purpose. What else have you seen, James? Well, Richard, you did mention a laundry list of cars mm. that have mm. uh, made their mm. de- debut um, in uh, New York, but I'll give you my top three rather than yep. rattle off yep. all mm. the mm. all the different ones. So I'll just go into a moderate amount of depth on three that stood out for me. And talk about standout, the first one, which was finished in a lovely shade of toxic shock green. That's my colour, not theirs. <laughs> I know what this is. Um, was the 911 GT3 RS Visark package, which is just an amazing car. It's overall 17 kg lighter than the existing gt3 rs they've gone to things like you know magnesium rims and lots of extra carbon and in fact the roof on the gt3 rs was already magnesium they've Mm. they've flung that and put in a carbon roof um you know it's still 390 kilowatts 9,000 revs out of a howling four liter atmo (laughs) six it just looked amazing and i'm sure it would be doubly amazing uh to steer oh that's now that's interesting magnesium you'd think would be more expensive than carbon wouldn't you well the other thing i understand that magnesium has a relatively short shelf life yeah unlike Mm. um 
you know, your typical alloy wheels, magnesium really only has its full integrity for a relatively few number of years. So um, it'd be interesting to investigate what Porsche does to mitigate any yeah. weakness in those rims over time. And I, I guess also, given it's magnesium, you'd know if your car's been set alight by the people who've just stolen it. Yeah. yeah. They'd melt. Have yeah. you ever seen magnesium burn? <laughs> very, very, very I was bright. at a party once um, <laughs> and somebody threw a, a, a magnesium engine block onto the bonfire. Oh. And uh, they what, that they just happened to have with them. <laughs> I go to I go to some some special some parties. Strange parties. Um, the fire brigade turned up and they didn't have the right equipment to put out put it out. It was like a quasar. It was Whoa. so bright you couldn't look at it. Um, and they wow. had to call in uh, like another different type of unit with special type of foam to put it out. Party <laughs> kept going. Moving on. Brilliant. <laughs> Sounds like a good night, Richard. It was a good night. Was a good number, night. Num, number, number two, two. Uh, was indeed the Rav Four, only Ooh. because, to my eyes, it was a surprise. Yes, in terms I of its so. styling. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know the the direction that Toyota has been heading in recently is pretty sharp, lots of angles, mm. um, fairly arresting kind of look. This thing's simpler and yeah. tougher. Yeah. And the the US uh, CEO of Toyota came up with the phrase a meaner demeanor. Which I thought was yeah. was really cool, actually corny but cool. Yeah, um, and it's a new two point five litre um, Atmo four cylinder, which for the first time for Australia will also be available in combination with electric um, hybrid ah. uh, model. So the non hybrid is an eight speed auto. The hybrid picks up a CVT, mm. and there's also an adventure model, which is a little tougher still, with some mouldings around the guards, um, high roof rails. Um, some different fog lights and and specific rims and things, and it looks pretty good. So um, you're yeah, in go the ahead. best position to tell tell us this. So from to my eyes, the back looks like the new Tig Volkswagen mm. Tiguan or mm. newish, and the front looks there's a lot it of does. Um, Tacoma, a lot of t- uh, Tacoma, but also record, yeah. I see seeing a bit of Tucson in there as well. A bit of Tucson. Well, but- I think in in mm. the in the flesh. It actually looks quite distinctive. You can okay. see, you know, hints yep. of different things, but mm. it definitely has its own personality. It's it's lower and wider than the previous or the the existing yeah. car, yeah. and shorter, shorter in overall yeah, length. So but there's more rear room because the wheelbase has been extended. So, <laughs> yeah. from an efficiency point of view, it works really well. Mm. Yeah, mm. I think that's styling. It very. I mean, we don't have it in Australia. The um the Toyota Tacoma, Tacoma yeah. pickup, but that that front yep. end. Yeah, definitely reeks of it. Or even a Kluger. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, I don't mind the front end of the Kluger actually. When when are we going to finish with that trapezoidal grill? I'm like everyone's done it. I'm not <laughs> yeah. not so, not so, shapist or anything. But to, to, seriously, to finish this off, I I got this great quote from Ian Callum, uh, the desi- the Jag designer, and he looked yep. the, the the new A8 had just uh, you know they 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 put out pictures of the new A8. And he said. What's next? We're just going to have an entire front end that's all grill. And I thought that was a tremendous quote because yeah. they so yeah. rarely throw proper shade on each yeah. other. But yeah. yeah, just a front end well, with wheels. Well, anyway, <laughs> I reckon it's an interesting car. It's those kinds of things are always subjective. But yes. to my eyes, um, I thought it was interesting. Mm. And mm. it's such an important car for Toyota here in America, yeah. but also in oh, Australia. It will be interesting yeah. to see how it goes. And yeah. my number three... Yeah. Um, is uh, the Cadillac CT6 V Sport. Um, you know, <laughs> hello, Holden and HSV. This yeah. is a compact sedan. As I understand it, I was just thinking about it before we, we started the podcast. I think it's on GM's Alpha platform, which yeah. is a rear-wheel drive um, platform. This thing's powered by a 4.2-litre, a new twin-turbo V8. 
Ooh. It's um, 410 kilowatts, which is about 550 horsepower yes. through the rear wheels. It looks utterly cool. And if Holden had to look elsewhere in the GM world for some inspiration as to, you know, where sedans might come from, you could do worse than to have a look at that car. Wow. Absolutely. And that that's kind of like, sounds like a new ISF, much missed uh, ISF. Yeah, so yeah. Um, that that caught my eye. Those, those outside of the um, the C sixty three, it was that Porsche, the Rav four, and that Cadillac that that really caught my eye on the way through. Absolutely, sounds like a good show. Look, Half your luck. We have completely covered our website in uh, New York Auto Show uh, material, mm. so check it out. It, um, right. We've got a couple of writers over there, including James, um, and yeah, look, we've we've just covered it to bits. So. Yep. Head over, check it out. Um, but coming up next is um, uh, getting to something pretty serious. Is talking about the Uber incident, uh, which happened in Arizona last mm-hmm. week. Um, an XC90, one of the autonomous driving XC90s, uh, ran over and, and killed a pedestrian. Mm-hmm. Um, and the chairman of Volvo Cars has come out and, and issued a statement. Um, it's taken a while, but the statement he's he's made is, I think it's actually um, exactly what we needed. Yep. Um, he's, let me see if I can find it. Here is what he said. Volvo Cars chairman, his name is Lee Shufu, um, and he said that the autonomous driving industry really needs to think prudently um, mm. in the wake of this accident. He came out and said, one accident can kill the whole industry, yep. so we must move ahead with caution. Um, he said, look, this reminds us that no matter how fast we develop, safety is the number one priority. If safety cannot be guaranteed, no automated cars should be allowed. Um, I think he's absolutely right. Absolutely right. We are, we are moving ahead in leaps and bounds with autonomous technology. We've got Elon Musk saying that every single Model S that rolls out of the factory now is fully level five, you know, capable. Yeah, right. um, I really think, I, I think he's absolutely right. Mm. I yeah, mean, yeah. Look, I... And I don't know about you, JC, but I've noticed autonomy has really, the last couple of shows, it's it's kind of taken a backseat to basically electrification. Mm. Um, yeah. And I don't know if, that, if, if that's been the same uh, there in New York this time around. But Yeah, very little chat yeah. about autonomous cars. And I think, you know, the, the head of Volvo is correct yeah. and Elon is incorrect in the sense that you can he- go headlong for something mm. and it's all fine until someone gets hurt. Yeah. And and that's what's happened in this instance. Yeah, and and so there's been a there's been a bit of internet chatter about this. Like, you've got people saying, "Oh, well, she was jaywalking." Yeah, well, she's not the only jaywalker on earth. So <laughs> yeah, you know, let's let's like, there's all these people jumping to sort of autonomy's, uh, you know, defence. And you know, there are going to be jaywalkers. It wasn't. It was in an area that, like, the speed limit was sixty k. So like, well, I think I think uh, Peter, you mentioned um, when we we're off air earlier that mm. the the head of Volvo is probably frustrated because his company has copped so much negative publicity from this incident. Yep. But uh, it appears as though, if not all, most of the Volvo safety tech had been disabled. Yeah. And uh, over overridden by the Uber emerging technology, so he's copped a kick in the in the pants. Yeah. Um. Um. Mm. Uh, without warrant really yeah, no, and yeah and volvo has spent a long time on this tech and then uber comes charging in all silicon valley douche bro style and going oh yeah we can do it in a couple of years Doesn't that's happen right in a couple of years no Stuck. and uber has 200 self-driving cars yeah in the had. u.s yeah. or had <laughs> yeah that's exactly right yeah. they've suspended yeah. um these trials now um, has has license. Toyota, by the way yeah 
Yep, Toyota's out. Yep. That's yeah. that's right. Yeah, look, I it's 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 funny that nobody has said anything like this until now. Um, it's all been yep, leaps and bounds, move ahead, bright well, bright future. Look, the naysayers were ignored and told, you know, oh, you're just an old fuddy duddy luddite. Um, I don't think anyone really has a genuine objection to autonomous cars. Just that mm. nobody wants to be killed by one. Yeah. Just, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm putting that out it, there. Yeah. I agree. I yeah. agree. I mean, it's human fallibility all round in that these cars are programmed um, by humans. Uh, they'll ultimately, you know, drive themselves, but they'll also operate in a mixed car park where yeah. there'll be cars that are driven by people, yep. um, cars that are being driven by themselves. That is still going to be a recipe for extreme complexity yeah, and absolutely. and trying to deal with all of that is not the job of five minutes and bmw said last week the hardware is not there for really capable level five autonomy and you don't want to hear that like yeah, you want no. to hear capable level five autonomy we're there if you're not there let's not bother with yeah. it absolutely. yeah absolutely and at a we went to a tech day in 2017 they had the the e-class um, technology boss there and he he actually made a statement which sort of shocked me at the mm. time he said it will be 30 years before autonomous tech is it really i, works. I, I think that'll be when it's working without drama yeah yeah meanwhile you've got ford who say by 2020 yeah. we're going to have a level five car Anyhow, be yeah, well, right. the, the egg will be ready for that face, I'm afraid. Uh, let's, let's raise the mood. Let's raise the mood. Well, look, Winton, the, Winton. The, the Winton Motor Company has sworn that we'll never produce an autonomous car because it's, it's a completely against their, their ethics in terms of, you know, they, they build a driver's car. Their whole ethos is to have those three and a half seats they, in the car. Exactly right. Autonomy, exactly right. autonomy is not in the Winton DNA. No, no. It's no, no. You're, yeah, exactly. In fact... They've deliberately removed all those vowels from the internal corporate a dictionary. A, U, O, all yeah. of them. Yeah, apart from O, of course, because it has to go into Winton. So they've only got I and O available to them That's because it. otherwise That's people it. will be riding autonomy. There's no, win- there's no Winton in autonomy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> anyway, we're going to hear from them right now in this Winton ad. Life's a journey, and for over a century, Winton's been helping Australians enjoy the ride. Behind the wheel of a Winton, you're comfortably in control of the most efficient, enjoyable and brilliantly engineered car in the world. In fact, from class-leading luxury and performance cars to light trucks, heavy haulers and agricultural equipment, all supported by our no-haggle, lifetime warranty and industry-leading service, Winton covers all the bases. Winton, Australian with a world of difference. Sponsorship is absolutely life-giving, isn't it? Well, they're not sponsors of Cars Guide, just the podcast. Just the podcast. Just the podcast. Yeah, just the podcast. <laughs> I, mean, still the quality, I don't know where we'd be without... <laughs> the quality is analogous. Well, they, they keep me in jeans and, you know, Wintons. So, <laughs> Wintons? Yeah. I've yeah. got more Wintons yeah. than I care to name. Now, James, talking of Winton, uh, Frosty Chop, the Winton Motor Company's uh, PR manager, you've, you've spotted him in New York, haven't you? Yeah, look, he's, as you'd expect, he's always where the action is. And he's with a, uh, a media group here in New York. Sadly, uh, I have heard on the grapevine that he was forcibly ejected from Trump Tower um, because the, the, the POTUS is in town. Right. And he did want to have a chat with the Donald. Mm, yeah. um, and, you know, as is his way, 
He just goes in a very direct way up to Trump Tower, bowls in, mm. wants to speak to the guy. Yeah. Um, I think I think he'd been <laughs> having a bit of an evening prior. Yes. And uh, it didn't go well maybe, for him. Maybe but, by the name they thought he was something to do with Stormy Daniels. Oh, Frosty. Frosty yeah. Chops. Frosty Chops. Stormy Daniels. <laughs> There's, there's a couple. Of, there's a couple of weather. You there know, is. Yeah, 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 climatic things going I'm on. I'm pretty yeah. sure I don't want to see either of them naked, but I know which one I want to see naked less. Oh, look, I'll oh, put that know. to him because I'm seeing him later on. <laughs> um, it's you know, it's about ten to eleven here at night here, and I'm I'm gonna. You gonna say you're seeing catch up him, with Frosty after yeah. this. So, are, they're like thylacine sightings, aren't they? Yeah. Tasmanian also, tigers. you've noticed that. Um, that Melania, Melania has a bit of a dour look on her face oh, yes. um, these days, and all I'll say is there's some history there between Frosty oh, and, and Melania. Isn't. Well, didn't and well, Frost- once you've gone Frosty, you know you'll never go back, and <laughs> you'll never warm up. <laughs> I think that was part of that was part of him being booted out of the building. I've, I've got to say, I'm yeah. sure that was a factor. Oh well, oh, good well, look. Keep us posted. We, we definitely... Can you get a photo? If you get a photo of you and Frosty, that'd be great. Yeah, um, and yeah we'll do. Website. Yeah. Now, what have we been driving? I had the uh, the privilege uh, to drive the new Hyundai i30N this week. It's Not just arrived in you. Australia. Um, there was a bit of controversy. Uh, Andrew Chester tested and drove it in Europe, and uh, he loved it, but he was concerned that the ride was so firm that in Australia, on our really... Crappy roads. Um, crappy roads. Oh, dear. I know, mm. I know. It would just be unlivable. Mm. Um, so I got a chance to drive it. Yep. Um, and also drove it on a racetrack. <gasps> um, and we can talk about it now because it was under embargo until midnight uh, last night. Oh, let's hit. Yep. So hot off the press. Um, fantastic. Golf oh. GTI. Uh, better be worried. It's a Golf GTI killer. It's a total um, lunch cutter, isn't it? It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, fantastic. Okay, everyone I speak to, and mm. I have not yet had the pleasure. And um, so I will let you talk about it momentarily. But everyone, every YouTube video, everything you read is dripping with this car is so good. It is so so good, and it's it's so fun as well. Mm. I mean, it doesn't have the power of a BMW M3, mm. uh, but well, then again, it's it's really forgiving. Yeah. Uh, if you're new to racetracks and you're new to performance cars, it's perfect. It's yeah. a perfect my first performance car type of car. Awesome. Um, it's we drove it at Winton. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Without Frosty? Without Frosty. Frosty Jeez. wasn't there anyway, but they do have a photo on the wall there. I think he under abandoned from Of course they do. Yeah, yeah. He next, to the, he, next to the Queen. That's, yeah, right. that's right. He actually can't go within 50 metres of Winton uh, <laughs> due to restraining order. Um, no, it was it was fantastic. Uh, 202 kilowatts, 350 new, uh, three newton metres. Uh, awesome. Like, not a lot of power, but it's, it's where you need it most. It's yep. always under your foot. Um, the turning is great. Uh, the ride itself has been tweaked. The tuning's been tweaked by Hyundai Australia, so it's completely livable. Have they um, ever pushed out a dud, those guys? Well, do you, do you want to know what I'm happened? No. Do you want to know what happened? Mm. So the global spec, that Albert Bierman, he's, he was um, former M boss of BMW. So um, they got the right guy. They got the right guy to come in and, and head up the, the N division. That's what Hyundai are calling their high-performance division. Yep. Anyway, C- he Can was, I just add that that's the alias that Frosty often uses? N division. Albert Bierman. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Albert Bierman said there's no way we're going to change the tune. He said, no way. Yeah. Anyway, there's a guy called Andrew at, at Hyundai. He's yes. the product planning manager. He, he lives out um, on Sydney's outskirts and mm. his terrible roads. Mm. And he was driving the global spec car around before we even heard of it here. Yeah. And when Albert Bierman came to Australia, he nabbed him when he was going up to Bathurst and said, look, just come with me. You've got to, You've got to experience this. And Albert got in the car, and and Andrew drove him around his local streets near his house. Mm. And Albert's just looked at him and said, "We need 
you need to we need wow. to fix it. Um, good Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Good on you, Andrew. And so they 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 fixed it without changing its handling or its capability. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. It's it's fantastic. Like I said, could do with more power, but then again, then you might lose a bit of that fun factor. Yeah. Mm. Look, it's become a bit of a cliche, and I'm just slightly digressing, but that Australian Hyundai suspension team yeah. are yeah. absolute world beaters. They are. And to yeah. be able to do do make that car stay the way it's meant to be while yeah. improving it for us, yeah. that's awesome. I I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, and that's people people who don't know much about cars won't know why it feels good. They'll just like it. They'll just like it. Yeah. Um, mm. Now you've driven something similar, a similar vein, similar uh, vein. Renault Clio RS. Yes. It's a bit smaller. Um, that yes. doesn't have an Australian tune. No. Um, yeah. So. It's interesting that you bring that up because the last time I drove, and I'm a purist, so I call it the Renault Sport Clio, if you don't mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm full <laughs> Um I, I used to own one as well. I had an old 172. Um, so when I drove it, I wasn't sure if I was driving the, the Sport or the Cup. Yep. And because the, the, my memory of the Cup the last time I drove it was that it was really hard. Yep. But this time I actually had to check what spec I was driving because it seems to have improved. So I, it's definitely not an Australian tune, no. Yeah. Even though we are very bike per capita heavy consumers of the Clio. Yes. Uh, the Renaissance yeah. Clio. Um, uh, but it is much better. It's Look, it's still heavy going um, if you probably live where Andrew lives. Mm. Um, mm. And around ta- my my wife jumped in and she loved it. She loves the steering and, and I, I, I just really like the Clio's. I love the feel. Mm. I wish it had more revs because it does run out of revs pretty quickly. Um, and it's not got the power of the, of the N, obviously, but it's also not as big. It's, but four years down the track, I drove it at launch, four years down the track, it is still a barrel of laughs. Mm. It's still a lot of fun. It's, it, and it's got, it's got a front end on it. Uh, and by that, I mean the way it steers and stops and goes without sort of causing you grief it's so sharp but still quite livable so yeah. and yeah. i think we're in a golden age of that kind of hot hatch actually we um, are yeah. Peugeot gti or 28 gti gti is terrific the the, the, the honda civic art type r, type r. even yep. the, the ford fiesta um uh, ST, st which is yep. now no longer with us brilliant little car yeah so yeah. good yeah. yeah um and uh yeah so we're very lucky and there's a whole bunch of cars we can't even, haven't even mentioned 308 gti blah, 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 renault sport Megane. there's heaps talking mm. of fiesta st Ooh. we're going to throw now to our next thing because we don't have much time left mm. um i had the opportunity to uh, interview marie reitman yes. who's the executive vice president of aston martin yes he's also the chief creative uh or creative chief at yes. aston martin yes. so think of for every single Aston Martin from the past 12 years, he designed it. Yes. Um, so he's, he, he was a really, really good one to interview. Mm. We spoke about that, um, that Ford grill. The, yes. the, the Fiesta ST's grill is very, very, very Aston similar. Martin. It was hilarious because I said to him, have you sent the, you know, the copyright infringement notice <laughs> to Ford? And he actually said he laughed and he said, we did have that discussion with Ford. <laughs> um, I never realised they did. He said, we had the discussion, we're all friends now. You know, I consider it to be flattery. Um, <laughs> well, Ford probably also said, well, you can stop taking engines from us then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it, because Ford did own Master Martin yeah, for a yeah, while, didn't yeah. it? Um, he was a great interview. The, the entire Q&A is, is, is online at the Cars Guide website. You can check it out. An excellent um, read. He, t- he spoke about um, how he fell into a sort of a rut of designing Russian dolls to a yeah, degree. Yeah. Um, a lot of Aston Martins look the same. Mm. And that's one of the reasons why he did the Aston Martin 
submarine, or as he corrected me, the submersible. The submersible. Yeah. Yes. And he said, look, I think a, a Russian doll car would be a lot like, you know, the the Wienermobile, wouldn't it? You yeah. Kind of lay it over on its side, put some wheels under it, it'd be fantastic. <laughs> That's right. Just a doll on wheels. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he spoke about yeah. So when you designed DB11, there was a lot of when mm. when that came out, people were like, I don't like the face of it. And he said, look, that's always going to happen when yeah. you take people out of their comfort zone or what they're used to. Yeah. It's a change. That's yeah. what he said. It's just change. And that's the reason why he did the apartments. He did the six six story apartments in Miami. <laughs> um, he did the submersible. But he made a really good point about the 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 submarine. Mm. I don't like calling it submersible because yeah. it just well, doesn't stupid. sound. The submarine. He talked about the reason why he did it was to take him out of his comfort zone. He said, if you design in a bubble, you end up designing things that look like they've been designed in a bubble. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said, by designing the submarine, what he discovered was that they had issues with solar loading. So you'd go from the surface where it could be plus 40 degrees Celsius mm. and you could go right down to the bottom of the ocean and it's minus 40. Mm. He said the issues they had with the glass is that the coating didn't protect the occupants well enough. So that gave him the idea to come up with a windscreen which can be like a reactive glass. Oh. He said that's going to do away with sun visors yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's going to completely change you know, cooling and climate control in cars. I'm all Man, for that. Isn't that great? That's really cool. Yeah, I'm all for that because yeah. I'd burn in 10 seconds flat in <laughs> these bright and airy cars we're all driving around in. I know, especially if it's got a sunroof. Oh, don't give me that. I know. I, got the, I had this car the other day. It had, I didn't realise it had a glass roof and I was wondering why it was so hot. Oh, that'll be why. Was it French? It was British. Really? What was that? The McLaren. What else is in your, your driveway garage at the moment? Uh, this week, the Lexus RCF. Yep. Um, my wife said to me, so when's this going back? I went, why? Because <laughs> I don't want it to go back. So that's been a hit, yep. uh, even though it's getting a bit old and it's quite a tubby car. But my goodness, yeah. it's got this mode called TDV that you turn it into slalom mode. And this is fantastic. What? Yeah, yeah, slalom mode. And I, I had a friend in the car. I said, let's see what this does. Gave it the beans and just started wrenching the wheel from side to side. And my goodness, the grip on that thing. It was awesome. Do you, do you have any? What else? What else is in your driveway? Uh, a Mazda three Neo Sport, Ooh. as far as from the east as from the west. So from this bellicose V eight. And look, I love the the RCF has that great naturally aspirated five liter V eight. Yep. Uh, it's a wonderful engine. Uh, and then uh, the very capable Mazda three Neo Sport uh, now with reversing camera. Yeah. I can tell you that my ride this week has mm. been a Mercedes Benz GLS. Travelling generally at less than three kilometres an hour, um, with me in the back seat going from the southern end of Fifth Avenue, oh. um, or Madison Avenue actually, oh. to West 34th Street. And it's not a but it's a long time. Right, yes. You could just walk, James. I, I've been driving something yeah, well, completely different to all of you. I've oh, been yeah. driving a Holden Colorado LSX. Yeah. Now, it does not have a V8 in it, despite <laughs> what that LSX might infer. <laughs> it's just got the regular turbo diesel four-cylinder. Yep. It's really just a sticker kit. It looks mm. great. Um, does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, look, yeah. it looks really good. But one of the things I've noticed, jumping in and out of different cars each week, if I'm in a tiny car like a Clio, mm. I get honked at. Constantly, really. Now I've driven just the same way that I always drive in that Colorado. No one drives. I was no going to say they're probably honking at you because you're having to hang out the window because you're so tall. <laughs> yeah, right? you're like a dog, yeah. Ace Ventura but with the bullet in his lips. Richard, tell me what's what's the sticker kit? You've got the long horns across the back. <laughs> yeah, the Ari Williams horns across the back. You've got what Pioneer or something? The on cross the side. shotguns. 
Yeah. The, um, the Southern Cross in the Frangipani. No. Yeah, what no. kind of, what kind of stickers? You Magic do, happens. You do get, you do get, so you get like a, Magic a happens. Pra- practice random acts of sen- senseless kindness and beauty. <laughs> no, no, there is a card with that sticker in my street. No, you get Colorado, you get like a Colorado sports bar across the back. Ah. You get like Colorado in big black font written across the tailgate. Zero to bitch you get LSX seconds. down the side of it. There's, and you get these I've, I've heard you have to guards. line up to get into the Colorado sports bar no, you have, um, yeah. on, a, on a Friday night. No, you have to line dance, actually. To line get dance, in. Hey, right. and, yeah. and be able to split open the peanut shells with one hand. Ooh, yeah. That's yeah. right. All right, on that note, I think we've reached the finish line. Thank you, Peter. Uh, a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And live from New York City, thank you very much, James. Thank you, Jeff. No problem. And thanks to our studio producer, Bad to the Bone, Barbara. He's angry but always fair. And our generous sponsor, the Winton Motor Company, proud maker of the Winton Turbo. 101 years old or young Yum. in 2018. And thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show or anything else that's on your mind. Search for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram and use the hashtag CG Podcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. Remember to subscribe and please rate and review us on iTunes. It really does help spread the word on the podcast. I hope you can join us next week. Until then, remember, as they say in New York, start, start spreading, spreading the, news. the news about the Cosguide podcast. We're recording today.